Hello and welcome to the Don't Post Podcast. As yep. you're always, I'm your host, Reese Cole. Charlie Folk said this is episode six, I think. This is the this was the sixth game of the season, so I think we missed one. Yeah. So it should be five. Okay, yeah, so this should be episode episode five. No, but I feel like we had another didn't we have a preview episode? Oh, you're right, we did. Yeah, so I think this is six. Okay, episode either way. Six. <laughs> I have a real tough time with counting. Um, but we're here and we don't have any more counting to do other than uh, <laughs> counting the amount of goals that we conceded against right. FC Dallas. Uh, we're both in agreement that there's like really not, I think most Timbers fans are in agreement, there's not like a ton to take away from this game. Like, Yeah. I mean, going into it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like you look at the scoreline and the opponent, you know, and it's really disappointing and... You feel like it's, it seems like a big deal, but when you kind of zoom out and look at like how the, the, the way the game went and um, who we were playing and kind of like like all of the other implications of um, like rest and fatigue and stuff, mm-hmm. I really don't think it's that anything to be like too no. upset about. No, I, I agree. I mean, again, our let's just go through the uh, starting 11 real quick if I can find it. Um, so we had Hunter Salt in goal making his debut uh, with the first team, which I mean, I don't really get resting goalkeepers, but yeah. somebody else might. So I mean, maybe Geo figured like, screw it. Let's we're just, playing the kids anyway. Well, I, like this, I don't know. I didn't really you, get salt. You, you salt think playing. that if you're playing the kids, you want a more experienced goalie because you're expecting more, more shots on goal and maybe someone like uh, a better goalie got to keep us in the game more. Maybe Jeff's banged up and we don't really know about it. I mean, Possible. we didn't hear anything about that. Or we didn't hear anything like that from Geo. So <clears throat> I shoot, say, I don't know. I've always thought Jeff seemed like the kind of guy who like you're. When you when you ask him what he does for a living and he says he's a professional soccer player, you like laugh and you're like, no, no, really, like what do you do? <laughs> like you're an accountant or like, he's like, no, I'm a professional soccer player. Like he just doesn't he doesn't look like a professional yeah, soccer player. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, another guy who looks more like a soldier than a soccer player uh, was Zach McGraw, oh um, also yeah. making his debut. Uh, we're allowed to make that joke because he was literally at West Point. Uh, he graduated from the Army, and I think he was a third-round super draft pick from uh, a couple years back. And for those unfamiliar, you don't you don't get a lot of value out of third-round super draft picks usually. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a even, small miracle that he's even on the field. Even even first-round super draft picks are usually yeah not. <laughs> yeah exactly. They're pretty much expendable at this rate unless you have like one of the top ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, no disrespect to Zach. I thought he actually played pretty well, um, yeah. all things considered. But we'll get to that. Uh, he made his debut. We had Bodily not making a debut, but kind of looked like it at some points. <laughs> uh, Polo making his season debut. We saw um, what seventy-five minutes of Andy Polo. I uh, rather didn't see seventy-five. <laughs> I, I was I was telling Charlie after the game that I actually didn't even remember that he had played until I checked the the lineups afterwards, and I was like, oh yeah, he started. Oh, he had forty-five. My bad. Yeah, okay, no, okay so he came out. 45. He was part of that big group that came out. Of yeah, he was part of the line change. Um, what else? I mean, did he touch the ball? I mean, I know he did, but I, I can't remember anything. He did. <laughs> yeah, I I seriously can't either. And I mean the the, the position, ratings agree so. with with us. Um. Let's see, Renzo Zambrano got uh, probably the most minutes he'll get um, this season, full 90. He got a full 90. I thought he came out at... Oh, no, you're right. No, he got a full 90. I mean, before that, his only minutes have been against Club America because because of Paredes' injury. Yeah. um, When he had to come out instantly, so... And I thought he played... I mean, I thought he played pretty well in that game, but obviously... uh, not not too hot this game. Again, yeah. we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get yeah, to I mean, some I didn't moments. Think it was it was just not great across the board, really. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Bonilla and Bravo, the uh, fullbacks. I was kind of surprised to see Bravo start, but he got subbed out, so uh, that that yeah, makes so a little more sense. Rankin, um, the second half. Yeah. Um. Loria and Bodily, the wingers. Uh, Jimmy Chara at the 10 and then Mora at the 9. Or, wait. Did Mora start? Yeah. Am did. I tripping? Okay, he yeah, did. Yeah, Mora started. That's what I thought. Um, um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even know if you can call this a B team. Um, 
Yeah, I it's kind of like a C team. <laughs> there's there's definitely parts. I mean, definitely pieces <laughs> of the C team. You know, they left a couple of A team players in there. You know, it's 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 really just a. It's like it's like when you have like a big tournament um, in the summer, but a bunch of your players are on vacation. So you kind of <laughs> cobble together an A team with like guys from the older team and the younger team and the B team and whoever's in town. You know, you're just like, all right, uh, we only have thirteen guys, so uh, you want to come play a tournament with us and. Yeah, one of those kind of cobbled together Frankenstein monster teams. That's a good. Um, I like that Frankenstein kinda, team. Kind of what we were working with today. <clears throat> yeah, or, I mean, yesterday I guess. There All just right. wasn't like a whole lot to like take from this game. Um, uh-huh. Like you said, like it. It really didn't. I mean, because of the weird mix of players, like it's hard to even evaluate how like some of the younger guys did, uh, because again, they're playing against like a full strength FC Dallas team uh-huh. who I guess not full strength. Not they didn't have Matt strength. hedges, but they were pretty, I mean, their, their 11 was intentional as was ours, but in a different, like FC Dallas isn't playing in CONCACAF. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be anytime soon. Um, so I guess we can just get into it. Yeah. I mean, all right. So FC Dallas, I mean, Right from right out of the gate. I mean, it was the minute the second minute they scored their first goal, which kind of set the set the tone for the game. Ninety six seconds in, uh, great combination from I don't even remember. Uh, I think Hollingshead was in the mix. Oh the, yeah, okay. So it was Hollingshead on the left, and then I want to say like Pepe in the middle. I don't know. Uh, I gotta wait for that ad to finish so we can pull up the highlights. But yeah, we love MLS soccer for that. But or MLSsoccer.com. Um, but I mean, just in general, like the Timbers were not ready to begin this game, especially certainly with the players that were on the field. I mean, like you said, it was not even, it was a minute and a half into the game when this happened. Uh, so, and and like, it's, it was just so like the way it was scored, it wasn't like any one, like really big individual mistake from the Timbers we just looked really disjointed mm-hmm. and they just I mean credit to FC Dallas it was a well-worked goal they did a good job yeah it really was um, a good goal yeah. yeah up the wing you know it's a little combination play um, it was all quick um, one and two touch for the most part and I mean we were just too slow not in good positions and they they really just picked us apart um, right out of the gate which was I want to throw a basketball wrong. analogy in here it <laughs> felt it felt like um it felt like watching the Blazers play against Steph and the Warriors when, oh. like, they'll just come out, like, in not in one of the games we had a chance in, but one of the ones where, like, we have to call a timeout down, like, 15 to 2 in the first, like, three minutes because yes. the Warriors just come up the floor and run the same play, like, three times in a row. And all of a sudden, they, like, have more than 10 points on the board. <laughs> like, yeah. Curry just makes, like, four around. <laughs> They're like, oh, all right, well, guess we weren't as ready as we thought. Um yeah, it's always tough when you come into a game where you're like knowing that you're you're kind of uh, an underdog. You know, maybe you don't have all the players. You're up against a good team, and uh, you you know you really need to bunker in. And you're like, all right, if we can just get through these first fifteen minutes, settle down. You know, get into a rhythm. Um, and then they score immediately. Which it's like, funny well, because shit. what you're describing is what happened against Club America on on Wednesday midweek. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we had our senior team out there, and we were at home, so we had a little more confidence. But like. When you have when you're playing young guys like this or rotating fresh guys in, what you're really looking for is like energy early on, and we really did not see that. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just. It's really we just didn't look prepared more yeah. than anything. I mean, there was obviously there was a lack of there was a, like a, a lack of quality, you know, which is to be expected. But it it looked it wasn't even so much an effort thing. I think as it was just like we looked like inexperienced and we looked like we didn't have the chemistry yeah which like is understandably and there's nothing like nothing that'll deplete your confidence more than getting scored on this early Um, in the game and i mean the whole first half really we were we looked really low on confidence yeah true um i mean case in point the second goal came uh, (laughs) yeah that too what was it 15 minutes later no it was less it was like 10 10 minutes later yeah so let's go over the first goal uh the center back I can't really tell who that is for Dallas. Their left center back plays a deep ball right past Bodily. Um, yeah, the space between Bodily and Bonilla here uh, it's is pretty one rough. of those things where it's, it's there's a huge gap in between them where Bodily is very clearly pressing in the attacking third, and Bonilla is very clearly on the back line. Um, 
like pretty much parallel with the center backs. Yeah. Which is okay, assuming you have someone kind of in a in a, in a, like a position in between them, you know. Yeah. And that can be maybe I mean if you're playing with like a right center mid, um, like Diego Chara, you know, if you have someone who's in a position where they can rotate over, but there's not, there's nobody. Yeah, Zambrano so isn't entire, really equipped yeah, for that. that entire <laughs> wing is like completely open yep um like you said i mean it's kind of a high press but he's not pressuring the ball yeah, he's think, really not Bodley's, doing anything i think <laughs> supposed to be cutting off that angle and he just doesn't yeah. get there fast enough as opposed to like um as opposed to uh like pressing the yeah, ball yeah pressing the ball yeah, yeah exactly um so bodily's basically out of the picture by the time this ball gets to hollingshead uh by the time he touches the ball he's in the attacking third and as soon as he touches it, Bonilla, who is supposed to be on him, like, sees the pass that's coming into, I think that's Ricardo Pepe, um, and just freezes. Yeah, they, they do a little one-two, and it's pretty clear that Bonilla doesn't see it coming until it's already much too late. Um, and at that point, I mean, Hollingshead is way past him, and Bonilla's never going to catch up. Yeah, and then we, um, another thing we talked about was, like, he when he makes his recovery run, I mean... Pepe gets the one-two back out to Hollingshead instantly. McGraw rotates over because he realizes, oh, crap, like, you know, this guy's about to be in on goal if I don't do something because uh -huh. Benia's behind him. Well, Benia should be, like, going into the middle more or at least covering Pepe or somebody. Uh, th that doesn't really happen. Uh, the runner is Ricarte. Ricarte, I still know how to say his name. <laughs> in the middle. Um, and... The cross and finish go through uh, each of the center back's legs. Salt can't get there, yeah. and it's one 0 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the big the big thing from the first goal was really there's just way too much space in between uh, our defenders, and it really it goes all the way across. It's hard it's hard to really put too much blame on any one person. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, again, credit to Dallas because they did it was a very quick move. We had very little time to uh, adjust, um, and their passing was very precise. The cross, the finish, were both very neat and tidy, um, mm -hmm. and so they did a good job of taking advantage of us. But ultimately, it's just kind of sloppy defending. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, really, really, no one person you can blame. I mean, Bravo, Bravo was too far out. Bonilla got caught out of position on the one-two. McGraw got Meg trying to block. Zuprich got uh, Meg trying to cut off the angle for the shot. Um, I mean, really, you can bodily didn't cut off the pass. I mean, you can really point the finger at anyone. It just overall as a team, it just was kind of sloppy defending. Yeah. Credit to FC Dallas because I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a very nice play. Yeah, and real quick before we get to the second goal, I liked Dallas's overall game plan because like this is a team that thought they were going to be a lot, well, maybe not much improved, but improved from last season. They got they had two new wingers, uh, O'Brien and Vargas, I think. Um, so like they, you know, they want to come out of the gates hot to start the season. Well, you have a zero, zero draw against Colorado and then, inside. yeah. And then the week after that, they lost to an expansion team in Austin. So already not off to a hot start. They played the kids in this game, so to speak. I mean, they started Tanner Tessman in the middle, uh, national team squad, hopeful guy. Um, and then they also started Ricardo Pepe up front who, I mean, I don't think we need to rehash what ricardo pepe can do um so i mean this was like yes they like we can make fun of them for just beating our c team but they still you know they, they played they played their game um and they, they they played well this is a great time to play the kids and it worked yeah yeah um okay second goal <laughs> second goal this timbers is hadn't really been doing much of anything uh up until this point i don't remember even how we got up the field this far yeah to be honest it was a, it was a rarity that's for sure uh so Bonilla has a cross that uh oh it was there was a corner kick at some uh -huh. point um because both our center backs were in the box pushed up yeah, for I this header we, we play it short to Bonilla took it maybe yeah um like that. he um, his cross goes straight to the goalkeeper Felipe um who <laughs> Anyway, what happens, it down what the happens field. here is, is straight out of, like, FIFA 15. Uh, 
This is classic. It's just, I mean, he picks it up, and both of our center backs are gone. Zuperich is running back. McGraw hilariously <laughs> tries to, like, lean his head in to, like, block the punt. It's the weirdest thing. Like, instead of trying to go back on defense, he's like, I'm going to try to, like, lean in and block this punt with my head. And then after not blocking you, he's like, oh, maybe I should try to get back on defense. Like, yeah, now you're only, like, 80 yards behind the pass. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's not going to get back anyway, but still, it's just kind of, it's just a funny thing to see. Like, what, what, what were you thinking there? So there are three guys who are back there. I think one of them is Marvin Luria, maybe. Yeah, yeah it is Marvin Luria. Uh, and then Bravo and Zambrano. So the last man back is Zambrano. They're all, all three of them are kind of right next to each other. And what happens next... Zambrano's in the middle. So none of, just... them, none of them really recover enough to the point where they can get ahead on the ball. But instead of, like... Zambrano could have. Yeah, basically Zambrano, instead of, like, tracking, trying to track all the way back, he, he goes to, like... For like almost like a bicycle clearance, like trying like as the ball's coming back over his head, he tries to like clear it. It's very lazy. Backwards. Just sticks yeah, his foot and, out. Um, I mean, I've I've tried this before, <laughs> um, and it's basically like as a center back, it it is the worst possible thing you can do. And I know from experience because I have I have in my lifetime actually tried that. And it's just not possible to clear the ball. You're you're gonna miss the ball every time. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a professional player or if you're, you know, playing uh, a rec guy. I've done no. I mean, I've done that same thing. Club soccer. I mean, what was about to be my best ever performance in a soccer game? I did that, and it turned out to be like a terrible one (laughs) because we were playing in a playoff game and on my rec team, and uh, I was playing great against like a dude who was like a foot taller than me uh, for a long time, and then I just missed one clearance that way, and boom. Yeah, there's the goal. That's that's, that's the the life of a defender. You have a great game for 89 minutes, you make one mistake, and you had a terrible game. In this case, uh, I don't think anyone had a good game for 90 minutes for the Timbers. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. um, Uh, Anyway, he misses it. Salt could come out and get it. He tries, goes back, comes comes out, and then drops back in, and then comes out again. And he really makes it really easy for the goal scorer to just chip it over him. yeah, O'Brien has probably the easiest finish he might have as an FC Dallas yeah, player. Yeah, I mean, all he has to do, really, I mean, is keep his composure. Um, because he has the time, the ball's already on a nice little bunny hop, so it's super easy for him to just get his foot under and lift it over. All he has to do is keep his head, and he does. Yeah. Um, all you gotta right do is just spam B, and that one's going in without <laughs> holding it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The left bumper be the chip shot. Yeah, so... Not a great start, giving up two goals in your first uh, 12-ish minutes. And I'd say after after this, I think... We played a little we, better. We played a little better, yeah. But that's we, not we, saying much. Yeah, we controlled a little more of the ball. What I noticed for really pretty much the from after the second goal for most of the rest of the first half, there really wasn't a whole lot going either way. You know, not, not a lot of chances. We did a pretty... We did a much better job of holding the ball... Um, keeping some possession, but we really never looked like doing anything with the possession. Mm-hmm. You know, we we do we did it all right in the middle third. Once we got to the final third, I mean, we never really looked dangerous. Yeah, at any point there. Yeah, and I mean, again, like it's just lack of experience from the players. I mean, we couldn't really get the ball that much. Like lack of finishing, really. I mean, we saw Mora have like one chance, I think. Like, one yeah. half chance where he, like, could have touched it, and he said he tried to take a dribble and lost it. But there was just not a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I tweeted out a picture of the passing network at halftime, and it was, like, there. I think there was literally one connection between any of our players. Like, it, it was pretty yes. funny. Um, anyway. So, yeah, it, it was not... <laughs> We, so we, it already wasn't a very good feeling going into halftime, but of course... Of course. And the thing is, I actually didn't even see the goal live, because I, I thought it was halftime. I was I was thought the ref had already blown the whistle, and I was like looking at my phone, and then I hear yelling, and I look up, and like the ball's going in the back of our net. Yeah. And I was like ready for commercials. Yeah, um, and this ended up being a more decisive goal than we thought, um, because like... As we saw, it seemed like Gio's game plan that he sort of stuck with was like, okay, I'm going to, you know sub in a lot of the starters in the second half. Let's see if we can get a point out of this thing. But that's a lot less feasible when you're down 3-0. Yeah, I don't really know why he... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe getting guys some reps is a good idea. And let's not forget, like, match 
performance and mat like the number of minutes you get in a game is not the only way you can rest players uh-huh. like i mean you can lighten up training uh, i saw a tweet today about something like that like there, there's a lot of ways to change how much you run your players but either way this goal was kind of a backbreaker because at 2-0 you're like okay there's there's a glimmer that we can get back in this game yeah, i mean they say 2-0 is the most dangerous lead yeah exactly uh but they don't say that about 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 5-0. you got to be careful. You never know what they're going to say. Hey, man. get to a point where there's just too many goals. Marathon right there. Um, <laughs> the, the comeback was this close. Yeah. We um, didn't really... I mean, we talked about this goal. There wasn't really... Like, you we, can't really blame anyone in particular. We, talk, we talked about this goal, and there's really nothing to say about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah pretty they, much. They got, they got a, kind of a... Weird shot off of the cross. Um, yeah, ricochets like a, off Salt. Yeah, and Salt. I mean, it goes kind of right at him. And he's got to do better with this. I mean, it, to be honest, I mean, he does get the save, and it's not like you know, right at it. Not like right into the bread basket. You know, he does have to. <laughs> he doesn't work, but he's got. He just basically just spills it right in front of goal, and he's yeah. got to be doing better with that, uh, because it falls right to an FC Dallas player who then hammers it in. Shout out to that one FC Dallas fan and all these highlights who's way too hyped at the front of the fan section. Uh, the dude with like the helmet on and he's like jumping up and down and screaming every time. It's like, yeah, really. man, you're in Frisco, Texas. I don't really think I have to say anything else. Yeah. Um, so the line change came at halftime. Uh, let me see if I can pull up a list of all the substitutions before I forget on, them. Uh, yeah, Van Rankin, Valeri, Williamson, and um, Spria. Spria. For Bravo, Polo, Mora, and Jimmy. Yeah. Um, so it made sense. Like I get. Like again, if Geo's sticking to his regular game plan, like it, it makes sense. Yeah, so we brought off a lot of the guys who y'all are gonna play against Marathon or Marathon against Club America on Wednesday. <laughs> Fucking wish we were playing Marathon again. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a totally different team in the second half. I mean, I think it was pretty obvious to see that we act. It looked like we actually like cared about wanting to score yeah uh when when the reinforcements came on um and it showed like obviously that was the one point in the match where we actually had the possession advantage unlike this handy dandy graphic on mls shows what the hell oh i think they just flipped the the teams because we did not have 61 percent. they did yeah wait you're right okay so yeah yeah look up here they get it right Huh, but funny. down they here just, they get it they wrong. Just the so. graphic. Good job, MLS. But anyways, um, that was the only time we really had a possession advantage, and we did like have. It was decent possession too. Like we weren't super aggressive, but I mean we got a goal. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I noticed um, for for that span of probably like tw- it was really like twenty to twenty five minutes, I'd say after. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like 25 minutes after the for the first uh, 25 minutes of the second half. Mm-hmm. I thought we looked like we were pretty clearly on the front foot, um, forcing the issue. And we did have not only possession but like good possession. Mm-hmm. The one the one thing that I noticed, obviously with the exception of the goal, um, we won the ball because we were we were pressing very high. We won the ball in the final third several times. Like, yeah, and when and with numbers too. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of those times we actually turned that into even, like, a decent chance, let alone, like, a, a goal or a shot. Yeah. You know, we, we looked like, I don't know, it's hard, it was hard to say, because it just didn't look like when we were getting the ball off the press, we were really, like, we had, we didn't really know what we were doing with it. Yeah. We were kind of, again, like, a, it was like we, I think we talked about it in the last episode on before, it kind of looked like we were going through the motions, you know, we'd get runners up, we'd play it out to the wing. There wouldn't be a real cross. We'd work it back yes, and then cycle it back. back. Yeah. yeah, or we'd lose it. So and that happened yeah. multiple times in that span, and it, which is frustrating because, like, again, we were down three goals or down two goals after uh, we got that one back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like if we could have just like really pushed the issue and capitalized on uh, even one of those, it would have made it would have made it a completely different game. Yeah, I mean, by the time uh, Williamson scores that goal, which is a great goal, by the way, we'll discuss yeah. it in a second. By the time he scores this goal, I mean... We, we need to, like... It's, like, pretty late. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I mean, we had a couple of chances. McGraw missed two headers in a row right before the Williamson goal. Yeah. Um, the first one, 
I think you said it's just got to be put in the back of the net. This is the back post. I mean, the goalie's out of position. Yeah, it's a great. So it's off of a free kick um, from a really dangerous position on the wing. Valeri whips in a beautiful ball to the far post. It's in that sweet spot, you know, where it's like, it's in the. It's a nice pass for a nice path for the runners making on the far post, and mm-hmm. it's far enough that the keeper can't really come out. But yeah. it's close enough that like they've got a pretty decent angle on it, and McGraw beats his man. Gets to the ball, kind of, kind of low. Gets like a diving little header on it, and he puts it wide. Um, yeah, it's one of those where like it one. feels like if you just hit it anywhere, like back in play in the six yard box, it's gonna find a way into the goal. That's the thing that I think. Again, this some of this may come down to inexperience, um, because with that header, what it looks like, what it looked like to me at least, is he was really trying to place that in the near post, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I, I get, I get, you know, he's pretty close, and he, he probably can place it in there, um, and, and if he does manage to, you know, get it in there, but really, when you're that close, and you have that good of a run on it, because he really does, and it generates a lot of power, mm-hmm. just put it on target, I mean, yeah. if you get it on target, really, get it back across, make sure you're hitting the frame, <clears throat> that's going in, that's going in Four out of, three out of four times at least if wow. you're hitting the target from that from that angle with that power. Um, so I mean, I think he just tries to be too precise, really getting it into the near post, mm-hmm. and he and he puts it wide. Um, really, just gotta be just putting it on target. I mean, if the keeper makes a save, that's a great save. I mean, not much you can do. Yeah. So that was in the 57th minute. Uh, two minutes later, in the 59th, uh, we have a corner. Um, it's Valeri again taking it, I presume, and McGraw just again beats his man like he's just jumps over him basically. Uh, but he doesn't really make great contact with it. It yeah, kind of just skims ground. off his head and hits it straight into the ground, which you want to hit headers down. Uh, you hear that a lot, but it just doesn't really have enough pace on. I mean, I mean honestly, he almost gets it in. I mean, it really yeah. is given like with the fact that he's not really running onto it um, because the ball is kind of curling back away from him and he's not he's had to slow his run in order to make contact with it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get power. So I think he has a, a good as good a job as he's really going to do getting power on it. And the placement is almost so perfect that he manages to beat the keeper from pretty far out actually. Yeah. Better. Um and Oof, that's I mean close. yeah, it's it's a really, it's a really good header. I Smacks mean, off the post. It, that is, that one is infinitely more difficult than the one he had on the far post, and he smacks it off like goes like top corner. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it would have been you a know, really funny goal. You, know, you don't see that a lot. Would have been a quality, quality MLS goal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, by the way, we'd mentioned this to the FC Dallas player at the oh, end yeah. of this highlight. Just smacks it out of bounds like just loads up and hits it but he doesn't even like try to get anything positive out of it like you said he, j- yeah, <laughs> he no, just I, winds I, up and hits it into he, the crowd I would, I would recommend going back and rewatching this because like, it's, it's it pretty backwards funny. it's like it's i didn't even really like think much about it at the time because i was so focused on the on almost scoring but like he seriously yeah whoever it comes out to who was that there i, I, I can't even tell yeah um basically he's we're, he's getting pressed and instead of like trying to find a teammate or dribble out of pressure or get a clearances he just kicks it backwards like out Almost, of bounds yeah. but like yeah not even he kicks it like towards our towards corner own, yeah, yeah towards his own like end line just blasts it and it doesn't even look like i mean it looks like he can turn see it looks like he has time to turn and he just yeah i mean there's no one in front of him all it he might be pepe it might have been ricardo pepe or vargas well, i, think, I can't I think really it, tell i think it's definitely vargas's vargas. position yeah all right, well, I mean, Anyway, it was, it, was, it was just a funny play. I was like, what are you doing? There were a lot of uh, what we like to call MLS moments during that match, yeah. that being one of them. Uh, we can get to the other ones right now if you want. Yeah, sure. I think uh, McGraw trying to block that um, <laughs> keeper Felipe clearance in the first half it's, is definitely really one of them. He's trying to block it, he just, like, kind of, like, just... he puts in, like, a half-hearted effort, and then he's like, what am I doing? It's one of those, I guess, where, like, you're just trying to make the keeper slow down and, like, reset and, like, roll it he out. He goes with his head. That's what was but, so yeah, funny. But, yeah, it doesn't make a difference at all he doesn't like try to get in front he just like ducks his head in it's like if you block that you're coming out of the game for (laughs) concussions so i don't really know what you're going for yeah honestly um there was if anyone could take that hit i feel like it'd be mcgraw yeah true that dude is big (laughs) he's built um another moment uh there was a a spot where eric williamson made like a a nice little run wasn't the one he scored on but uh he like gets the ball in a similar position to the goal and he like slips down and instantly gets back up and you're like oh okay he's still like gonna control like he's still good recovery you know yeah and then he instantly passes it to a dallas player <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> blatantly. Again with Williamson, I mean, he played very well in the second half, but he had a couple of those instances. This is, again, the same thing that I was kind of talking about with the Club America game, where he just had some giveaways where it's like, they just seemed really unforced, where he like passed yeah. right to a player on the other team. Mm-hmm. And again, it only ha- it happened like two times that I can remember, maybe three. Um, and it's not you know a huge deal. And I do think he played well. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the Club America game where he looked a lot of pace, he, he definitely looked good today. I just think I mean it's just strange. I think it maybe it's just like a lack of concentration. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, I mean, clearly he's a talented player, um, and it's just like those kind of giveaways where he's not really like being pressed that much. I mean, it seems like he's 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 too good to really. It's not something you'd really expect to see from a player of his quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if it's just a mental thing. Um, and again, hopefully, as the season goes on, he gets more experience and he and he settles in. You know, just just getting getting the games in. Really, I'm sure he'll settle in. And hopefully, that'll. Uh, yeah. Well, we hopefully that he'll kind of clean that up a little bit. Uh, last but not least for the MLS moments. I mean, this was one for the ages. Oh like, yeah. Like th- this is. Built for this segment, um, Ryan Hollingshead has a throw-in in his own half. And I think I think Gio was like complaining because the entire game, every throw in FC Dallas got, they were getting they were running for at least ten yards before yeah. actually taking the throw. Um, um, and their 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 average their average yards per carry would have. I mean, they'd be, they'd be in the whole good, game yeah, in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, Gio. She was yelling at Alexander. Alexander just fake throw. If you guys haven't gone and looked up this clip, I'm sure you've all seen it by now. But yeah. just even watch it again. It's so great. It's so he, funny. He aims it right at Gio and his face. His face gets so into he's, it. He's like so contorted. He's like he's, at, he's genuinely angry at Gio. And he like fake throws it right at Gio's face, and Gio, it's like Gio's. I, I said Charlie, it's like Gio's Kobe moment, you know. Matt Barnes, Gio, yeah. yeah, Matt Barnes, Kobe Bryant. Gio just doesn't even flinch; just stares him down. Yeah, which I hate to say this because I think this has been. I think that was debunked as like the camera angle just made it look like that. Oh. But I mean, the sentiment is there. Like it, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, it's it looks the same, and it it was funny to see him just not flinch whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Hollings, I got a yellow for it. Um, and there was a whole the team's whole get together. Yeah, because um, I think that was right after we scored our goal, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I guess I could just look after. in the feed. Um, uh, okay, it was like 10, 15 minutes after, but so I mean, it was like a it was the last point in the match where it was like kind of a little bit stressful for Dallas. Um, because they scored pretty yeah. soon after, but Wait, we keep we keep we keep bouncing over the goal. Let's let's talk. Yeah, about yeah, it was a great goal. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This was a really good goal by Williamson. Um, like we were saying, it was it's very similar to the Seattle goal from last year at away. I think it was the opener where he combined with I want to say Blanco. Um, basically, he like he's in his little midfield spot. Um, Valeri's doing his usual like just kind of playing the letting people use him as a wall like bouncing uh-huh. the ball off of him and getting it back uh and in this case williamson just sees an opening yeah, he just spots it yeah he can go just back to shoots through analogy. yeah yeah he finds the hole and just shoots through i mean it's really great dribbling to get uh past whoever that is um yeah, i mean it's really hard because it's always tough when you're in the midfield and you're making a forward run between defenders because first of all the number the number one thing you have to do is keep your speed and your your touch up so that because you can't go when you're when you're trying to split defenders like like what he's doing here you really you can't go to the left you can't go to the right you have to find that perfect gap in the middle and you have to get through quick but of course the second you've got through there you realize that there's two more defenders right beyond them so if you take it too big of a touch you're just going to lose it anyway Mm -hmm. i mean it's really it's it's one it's probably like the hardest move um to make dribbling you know when you're trying to split defenders in the middle because you just have people around you on all sides yeah and you can't you can't go too far this way you can't go too far this way you can't have too much speed you can't have too little speed you really, you're. It, it looks. He makes it look easy, but you really do need to have tremendous control because there's almost no room for error on any side. And just awareness. I mean, not only you were talking about defenders being around you. I mean, because of that, you have to know where your teammates are too. Yeah. Uh, and he does a great job of that. Obviously, first of all, I mean, Valeri does a great job, as usual, of being hyper aware of what's going on and like runs past two of his own defenders into into the perfect spot at the top of the eighteen. Uh, where Williamson one twos with him, yeah, right around the center up. back. Uh, goalie could get to this shot, but I mean, it's a we're in a good enough spot here where you expect that one to get put away. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, no, yeah, not not the strongest finish, but you know, you, you get a little power, you get it, you get into the corner, you make the keeper have to make a play, and uh, he gets it in. Great first goal, or great only goal, I guess, for us. <laughs> um, great first goal for Williamson on the season, and uh, it again. It, this is the 62nd minute when this happens, so you're like, okay, if we can grab another quick one, like it's game on, and they're gonna, you know, start shitting themselves. Yeah. But really, I mean, never I think... really came. When when Valeri and Williamson came in, I mean those two really were the difference makers. I yeah, think. yeah, I agree. Um, when uh, I mean the dude from the first minute, really, yeah. they came in, you could tell there was a difference. Yeah, like you're saying, there was that solid like 25 minutes where we were just dominating the game. Uh-huh. Uh, like, mind you, more so than Dallas was dominating the game when when they had their best against our best. Yeah, I mean, best. if you look at Dallas's chances, really. They, they didn't create. They didn't all. need to create a lot of chances. Yeah. but I mean, still. Yeah, to be fair, but like they didn't. It wasn't like it was chance after chance after chance. You know, I mean, they really just capitalized on every chance they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that includes. Well, I don't want to gloss over anything here. Are we really skipping anything between the goals? I mean, there were some yellow I mean, yeah, cards. Yeah, we talked about. But... We talked about. You know, the show. The McGraw had a couple of headers. Again, but like we said, we didn't really create a lot of like really dangerous shots. You know, I mean, Valeri had long-range one that sailed over the bar mm-hmm. um i know uh Dyeron had one where he got in a really good position for a cross hammered it across but there really no one was no one got to it yeah um i mean again it was a lot of like stuff where we get the ball in the final third and oh not i don't really one. do much <laughs> with it I, I have a perfect example uh i also listed jotted this down as a possible mls moment where uh Blake Bodley is coming up the left, and I can't remember who plays him the ball, but he barely keeps it in bounds uh, on the oh, touchline. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you're like, oh, you know, in your head, you're like, oh, good job <laughs> for keeping that in, Blake. Like, now let's see what you can do with it. Uh, and he shanks this cross so bad, it goes like straight towards the, the car yeah. in the back of FC Dallas's. Yeah, field. honestly, like, yeah. It, there's like some some sweepstakes or some shit going on. He, he like kicks the ball so bad, he shanks it right towards the car. And instantly, I mean, this was probably planned, but he instantly gets pulled for Jeremy Abobo's seat. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Which, uh, good to see Jebo back on the field. That's for damn. Even Although though we didn't really, didn't see, really him. see him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I remember, nice I remember he, uh, he made his first he had his first touch of the ball at like eight or eight minutes or so after he came on yeah, remember the announcer has been like oh there's a boat uh, jeremy bosey's first touch and i was like wait didn't he come on 10 minutes ago has he seriously not touched the ball since then yeah by this uh, point i mean uh dallas yeah. had brought in some subs once uh, they did i mean it wasn't actually it wasn't really right after the subs but it was like it was after that like sustained period of pressure we kind of like the game kind of slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of lost a little bit of our a little bit of steam. Um, I'd say around like the seventy fifth minute, seventy seventieth, seventy fifth minute. Yeah, I'd probably. say around there. Um, we really kind of started slowing down, and the game it just it turned stopped. into a stalemate in mid. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it nothing really was happening. Yeah, I remember there was one uh one shot for a penalty um where Valeri got taken down. Oh, that's right. Was it Valeri? I thought it was. Somebody else. No, no maybe I'm it was sure it was Valeri. Um, but again, I was me and Charlie were both watching the ESPN Plus uh, stream, which was um, yeah. The uh, it's the FC Dallas feed, so of yeah. course they didn't show any replays of it. No. Uh, and they, I don't they even remember them mentioning it. No, the FC Dallas commentators didn't seem yeah. impressed at all. I actually thought it was a penalty, but again, I they didn't show any replays, um, and. There really wasn't a tremendous amount of complaint from any of our guys. So yeah, and that's that, the type of thing where, like, if you're that close in your head to, like, getting, like, pushing through and getting another goal, you're either kind of like, okay, we're I'm going to go for this, or you're like, okay, this game is out of reach. And that was definitely, like, that seemed like the sentiment, body language-wise, from players. It's like, okay, this game is over. Like, yeah. let's get out of here with no injuries. And, like, yeah. I mean, but you know I mean I've been writing this all okay. week. Is like... Let's be honest. Everyone's mind's been on Club America since the first match. Like this, this game never meant a whole lot. And that's that's the thing that I think is a huge difference between again with MLS and like other like European soccer leagues. You know, where like it's with the playoff system, winning every single game. You know, not that is important. not as important. Yeah, because I mean the best team can come in with a three seed and still be the favorite. Whereas, I mean, if you're playing in a league in Europe and you drop a couple easy games because you're not really trying super hard, all of a sudden. 
you know, you're you're in a huge gym. Yeah. Like, top four doesn't mean Champions League for us. Top four in the West at least means, like, home field. Yeah. Which I don't is even know if that's true anymore. I don't remember. Um, Anyways, uh, what else happened? Uh, all that jazz with Hollingshead and Geo happened in the 78th minute. And then uh, Dallas minute. did a late goal, which really... Yeah, Seeley comes on uh, for O'Brien in the 83rd minute, and two minutes later, he has his first uh, career MLS goal. Which... And at this point, the game was over. I mean, yeah. It's a great ball by Paxton Pomacall down the left. For some reason, like the last another 10 great minutes, ball into the middle. It was like it, we just uh, the Timbers just seemed like there was a massive. We we saw that massive gap between our uh, our attackers and our defense again. Mm-hmm. I think uh, fatigue or I don't know. I think more. It was just one of those things where it's like the game is is over. You know, we made that huge push to try to get back into it. You know, we got a goal, but we didn't really. We didn't get back into it as much as we wanted. Um, and yeah, the players retired, and you know, probably wasn't the confidence was pretty low, and it looked like we just kind of lost our uh, our discipline yeah. in those last ten minutes. Yeah, it was a good finish from C, a good run and finish yeah, from Seeley. Yeah, the C. pass Lee. actually was uh, beautiful. Uh, who, both who, passes. The first one was Paxton Pomacall. The second one, uh, I guess I could just look at who Franco Jara. Yeah. So they're they're DP. You, I mean, who's a center forward? But I mean, I guess it's nice for them to know he can make that pass. Yeah, Great no, finish by the, the foot eighteen-year-old uh, Seeley. His right foot, or yeah, this is yeah, right, his right uh, foot. Yeah, curls it all the way across. Um, it's uh, I'm trying to think. It's reminiscent of um, I was a similar pass in uh, who was it in like Champions League uh, this week, um, from like Benzema remember. or something. I don't That's remember. Like I was too busy doing homework like during uh, Champions League this week. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch either of the games this week either. Uh, but I. I was oh, I watched them. I was just doing homework too. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I watched. I watched the second half of the Chelsea one, and I watched. Um, oh, I don't even know. But yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I, I remember there was a pass from someone. I'm trying to remember who it was. It might have been Benzema, who had like a similar kind of like through ball with the outside of their foot that skipped over the defense. I don't so dangerous if you can hit it right. Um, and like I, I mentioned on Twitter, it, you can't really tell if he's offside or not. There's no definitive angle. It didn't matter at this uh, point. This is really bothering me. If anyone, if anyone knows what I'm talking about here, I'm not describing it very well. If anyone, if anyone knows this is what I'm talking about, uh, leave it in the comments because I, I cannot yeah. remember for the life of me. Yeah, I can't. I don't even picture uh, what you're talking even, about maybe either. Maybe he wasn't even in the Champions League. Maybe he was in uh, domestic league. I don't know. Please, please help me out if you if you if you if you forever somehow know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, sweet. Four uh, one final. Salty never really at salt. Damn it! I keep okay. Okay, rewind real quick. I swear it was salty. Like I, I remember, thought his I thought name was salty. salty. I remember salty. That's that was like my. But again, I'm not. Even we looked sure. it up before this this recording, sure and it is salt according I'm to not the even Timbers sure where guy. I got salty from. I think I just started saying it. Might have been I think I just assumed that. Kind of looked, I don't know, it was phonetic, and I, I must have just read the pronunciation guide wrong or something. Whatever. Uh, tough debut, <laughs> to say the very least. Yeah, I mean, Getting four goals three scored of the on you. were really things he didn't have a whole lot of chance on. Yeah. Um, they were all like close range, tidy finishes. The one, the third goal they scored off the corner. I mean, it's it's not a very good goal. The ball just kind of bounces off him, and he makes the save. But again, he just he goes like off his like forearm, off his chest, and just bounces off. Yeah. And you've got to like if you're gonna if you're if you're in that spot where there's tons of attacking players that close, you have to either catch it or at least parry it away so you can hopefully get it get it clear a little bit. I mean, the ball as it is, it just goes right to. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, not a very good debut, but not really a whole lot he could do. On a lot of the goals. I liked the uh, quote Gio had in the post game where he said, uh, like, of course, he had to acknowledge it wasn't a great debut, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but he said he's better now than he was before the game. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is with young players, especially, I mean, goalkeepers. You need you need time to get in, you know. Yeah. And get some game experience. So, oh, so yeah, sure. I mean, there, sure there's a lot there. to learn from. Uh-huh. Or a lot to learn. Uh, but overall, I mean, I don't think it was like a... a complete and utter like collapse of a performance from this team again like I think we didn't really expect a, much the scoreline i think also makes it look worse yeah. than the game actually was yeah true um 
so yeah, I I said let's see, I gave the rating a C for this team. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a D plus. Okay. Um. I I I get like uh, expectations wise, it was probably like if I if I'm if I'm going purely off like what I expected for us, I'd say a C is pretty fair. But like I don't know, I have a hard time giving just just losing four one. I have a hard time. Also, we've established that I'm gonna be the pessimistic one when it comes to the team grades. So I feel fair. Like it's kind of my duty to yeah to um to mark it down a little bit. Um, you're 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 making me want to change to C minus, but whatever. I'll stick with the C. I don't really care. Um, okay, your man of the match. Mine was Williamson. I thought he was great. Obviously, got the goal, which was beautiful, and I thought he was like the biggest difference maker yeah, in the second think, half, with or without the goal. I think Williamson is probably. Well, I, okay, I'm gonna say Valeri. Um, okay. Although I I think Williamson is a good choice too, because I think it really was those two in particular. Um, yeah, I mean else nothing I want to happens. Shout out that I don't think was man like Marvin Laria. I want to give him a quick shout out because. Hmm. I thought he didn't look great in the second half, but in the first half, I thought he was the only player in our team that really looked like he was ever dangerous at all in mm. the attacking third. I thought even like Jimmy Chara and Felipe Mora um, just really didn't look like they were, um, I don't know, they didn't really look like they were connecting in any dangerous way. They weren't really creating much. I thought Luria looked like our most like active and dynamic player for most mm -hmm. of that first half, and a lot of other players just looked kind of dead and beaten down. Um, so I want to shout him out for that. Um, I don't think he was man of the match. Um, but I, he was definitely out there working, trying stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I, especially in the first half, I appreciated that. Gets, uh, I don't remember if we mentioned this or not, Luria gets his first full 90 of the season. Um, he has played in every match so far, mm -hmm. uh, as have Mora, Espria, uh, Jimmy, Diego Valeri, um, Eric Williamson, Jose Van Rankin, and Dario Zaparic. So, obviously, like, Luria's minutes are a lot more limited than... Did I say minutes or limits? His minutes and limits are a little, <laughs> a little lower uh, than the other guys I mentioned. But, I mean, he's put in solid performances when he's been here. And I feel more confident having him as, like, a like for like swap for a guy like Espria if one of them if like Espria is struggling uh -huh. or even like if we need someone more dynamic than say like maybe Blanco when he comes back isn't as mobile then maybe we can get Luria in just to get some energy late in the game you know I mean I like Luria and I do actually I think Luria has promised to be um better than what we've seen from him so far I think he mm -hmm. has the ability um to elevate his game and hopefully we'll see some of that this season um because I, I really I don't know. I've I've always had like a thing for like left-footed players who like can like who would like with like you know that kind of like long with like the long legs like the Di Maria mm. type you know. Oh yeah, can, yeah. Like whipping those balls and uh, you know cut on their lap and like whipping crosses and stuff. And I Luria kind of reminds me of that just in like the way that he plays, like the way that he looks mm -hmm. um, stylistically. So I I do kind of um I I, I want him I want him to be to be good. And I, I do think he has the talent to um, be be better. I mean, he's really he hasn't had a whole ton of time with the in, with the first team. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I definitely think he's um, still improving. And I mean, like any player, but this especially is relevant in this conversation. Is like his best moments have been when the rest of the team is at full strength as well. Uh -huh. I mean, obviously, he's not a guy who you can expect to carry the weight uh, in a like midweek throwaway B team match or a match like this. So, you know, I, I, I agree. I think he's improving definitely. And I hope he can keep improving throughout the season. Um, again, hoping to get Blanco back soon. We didn't see him in this match. Yeah, I think that Blanco is that guy who like what we've talked about when like getting into the final third and not creating chances. Blanco is really that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That like, because if you look at, like, our, our other forwards, none of them are, like... Like, even though I do think we have, like, really good forwards, like uh, Abobasi and Mora and uh, Jimmy Chara. I mean, maybe Jimmy Chara a little bit, but, like, for the most part, they're not, like, super, like, instant, like, create-your-own-offense kind of guys, Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, they have good technical skill. I mean, it's not even like they're bad off the dribble or anything, but, like, they're not... Like, Diego Valeri is really our, definitely our best creator, mm -hmm. and um, he's playing through the midfield, and also, I mean... Valeri's just like he's not really fast. I mean, he's a lot slower. Yeah. <laughs> so which which kind of limits him in uh, certain situations, mm -hmm. um, especially like leading the break. 
Yeah, so it's having like Blanco in that spot is going to be super helpful, I think, for us. Yeah, he's more of like a like a utility type guy. Well, not utility. That's a bad word. He can do a lot of different things, uh-huh. um, which is very valuable. Like Jimmy Chara, he's dynamic. Jimmy Chara can't get to a header, no matter how many times he tries. <laughs> yeah. I, I noted a couple times during this game where he like flung his body at a header and just got nowhere near it. <laughs> and you're like, man. We all wish you could do that, but, like, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not too concerned about how the attack will come together. I think it will at some point during the season. Uh-huh. Um, but now, right now, it's just obviously a tough time. Uh, well, we said there wasn't a lot to say about this game, but then we went about 50 minutes on it. So, um, yeah. is there anything else you want to mention about this before we wrap up this um, post game? Not really. I mean, other than the, the curse of playing with that Diego Chara. Um, oh continues. yeah yeah which I, I, we broke it last year i know but, for the first yeah. it was the first time we'd won in it really since he was on the team i think yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we all i think it, i think that even though we it was really cool to break it I, I mean it wasn't like we shattered a glass ceiling or anything it's like it was just like a one-off like oh cool we're not completely hopeless but like yeah <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're like oh we're gonna win all of our games without char now like we go we we go back and we we, we still can't win again <laughs> yeah exactly um okay 4-1 uh night to forget and i don't think i ever need to think about this game again okay yeah i I think i think we've already probably gone on too long about it honestly yeah probably um so we have uh actually we had one question about it um from ptfc tucson he said we gave up goals williamson to valeri to williamson was pretty true mcgraw could have had two true could have is you know Uh uh-huh technically true um <laughs> Hollingshead is a tool. I agree with you. Uh this is something that I was actually gonna lead with with the Club America match, so I'm glad he asked the question. Uh what's the likelihood that Jebo goes more than twenty minutes on Wednesday? I would say high. I would say high too. I honestly I expect we'll still see him coming off the bench. Yeah, I'm kind of 50-50. If I had to if I had to make a prediction, especially considering how little like touches he got in this game. Yeah, true. I I think that I would still like to see him coming off the bench. Yeah. Although, so more than 20 minutes, I mean, again, I I want to see Jebo. So, I think that maybe bringing him in and like the, obviously it depends on how the game is going. Bring him in in like the 65th, the 70th minute. Um I think looks good. I I'm not a fan of bringing players on when there's like ten or less minutes left. Mm-hmm. So as far as like I don't know how serious you are about uh like the twenty minute um, specific cutoff, um, but I think if uh, I had I would, to guess, I would assume we're probably going to see something like that. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But I would probably say under. I mean, Geo likes to take his time with substitutions. I know. I know. And I yeah. I personally am not like a. I'm not big on that, but knowing Gio and I, I, I don't think he should start. It's hard because I'm not. I'm yeah. Not in, I'm not in the dressing room, so like, I don't. I'm not super up to date on uh, how he's doing uh, fitness wise and whatnot. But just based on like his recovery time and how little we saw of him yesterday, I would say that I'm probably. I'm probably leaning towards having him come off the bench as like an extra option. Yeah. Um, as opposed to playing, you know, at least 60, 65, 70 minutes. You go from four touches in 15 minutes. I mean, that's basically not even an appearance exactly. to starting in Azteca. I, I think Gio rolls with Mora. Uh, yeah, again. that'd be my guess. Um, And mind you, Mora, he didn't come in for Mora. Mora only had 45 yeah, yesterday. He came, for, uh, he came for Blake Bodley. Yeah. So, yeah, I, to answer your question, I, ex- I expect Mora to get... Um, more than 70 minutes in Geoda. Like, here's the thing, though. If we're chasing the game, I can see... Him coming in early. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could see him coming in in, like, the 60th minute um, if we're if we're down a goal or down two. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Mora's not... Because Mora has games where he's just kind of disappears mm-hmm. um, just based on the flow where he's not getting the touches, the right runs. So if, the, if, we're, if it's one of those games and we're down a goal or two, yeah, I could see him coming on... Um, and getting like 30, 35 even. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I would say most likely um, he's probably going to get somewhere in that 20-minute range. Um, yeah. And I, I think that, again, I'm not I'm not super, uh, in, like, I don't know the situation 
Um, and if he does start, then, you know, I'm assuming Gio knows what he's doing better than we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I think, I think he'll probably, we'll probably see him off the bench. Agree. Uh, got a couple questions from last time that we weren't able to record after that are still relevant now. Um, we can start with John, who says, how do you guys think we'll fare in CCL against America? Again, partially answered already. Do you think our arresting of players will hurt us in MLS? Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. Nathan. John, you're a prophet. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, Nathan at an eight man says, well, I guess I could just say Nate man, but... <laughs> Anything. Whatever. Uh, who's the first Timber to be suspended for a red card or yellow card accumulation this year? Ooh. Well, shit, that one I got answered too. <laughs> oh, well, let's just move past Zuparich. that. Yeah. <laughs> Zuparich. Let's, let's, let's just move past that and say the next person. Okay. Um, I like this question a lot. I like this question a lot too. The gut says Diego Chara, of course, but... Well, here's the thing. is, Do you think someone's going to get hit for red card or for yellow card accumulation or for a red card? Because I don't think it's Chara if we're talking about a red card. Mm-hmm. But a yellow card accumulation, obviously you can't give it to anyone but Chara. Honestly, I'm going to say Bodley. That's that's I not think, a bad shot. I think, I think there's a pretty <laughs> decent chance that Bodley just loses it. I mean, we've already seen him. In this last game, he had a yellow that, yeah. you know was pretty dangerous i mean i don't think it was a red but i don't know and the there was we talked about it i think a couple games ago he won that perhaps should have been a red mm-hmm. um, yeah so i mean <laughs> yeah. he needs, i can i can close. definitely see i my vote's on bodily i don't know he um he, he gets in he gets into tackles that he a little bit a little bit naughtily <laughs> naughtily but oh jesus all right i was i thought you did that on purpose did i did you not i no, I, okay, let's just move yeah, past move it. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm having trouble because I want to say Bonilla, but I don't know <laughs> if he'll get enough minutes like regularly to to for that to happen. So I'm going to go with the safer pick, I think, of Claudio Bravo. Okay. Uh, he's had kind of a rough start to this season. I mean, he hasn't... like. Merritt Paulson promised us that he would be, like, extremely good. Um, and I think it's safe to say he hasn't been, like, one of the best in MLS so far. I mean, his last He's two performances been, have been left a lot to be desired. Yeah, his last two have been... I mean, his first few were solid. The last two have not been great. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not... So I'm maybe not, that frustration... Maybe he has some frustration that boils over into a foul <laughs> sometime soon. Uh, I, again, that's just... I guess I don't know. I'm yeah. just answering the yeah, question. No, I, here. I can see it. I I do like Bravo's assigning though, and I think he'll do great things for us. But yeah, no, again, I'm not I'm not ready to give up on Bravo by any means. I, I still like him, but I I do think his last couple performances have not been great. Uh, Nate Man had another question. Second, more selfish one. Uh, should he swap Bonilla in for Van Rankin on his MLS fantasy <laughs> team? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean for the. You were your head was in the right place coming up to this match week uh, with Bonilla getting the majority of the playing to well getting a full ninety against Dallas, um, but I still think Van Rankin might have been a better start yeah. at that rate. Uh, Van Rankin graded out pretty well at the end of the the Dallas game. He was just kind of a solid presence. Yeah, Van Rankin was good. Um, again, we didn't really talk about him at all. I think, but he yeah. was one of those players that like really helped contribute to that to the momentum shift, even mm-hmm. though he wasn't really at the center of it. I mean, he just played good, solid. Uh, he played a good, solid game, um, which and helped helped elevate um, the level. And again, I we didn't really we didn't really give him any props for it, but he did play quite well. I think. Yeah, um, that's kind of it for our um, questions. So let's let's chat real quick about this upcoming match against Club America. Um, Huge match. Huge. Match. This this is I think it's safe to say the. Well, okay, never mind. <laughs> gonna so say you that... you bear something out of pocket? Yes, I was. Okay. Uh, this is the biggest international match in Timbers history, I think, quite easily. It, it might be the biggest match since our last MLS Cup. I think that... Because, okay, last it's... MLS Cup appearance? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a last win. Yeah, well... I, I, mean, it's, uh, I that's know, that's a tough, tough one. No, I, I think so. I think it is. I mean, if we beat Club America, we're, I mean, in decent position. I mean, let lest yeah, we I mean, forget, we are playing against the tournament favorites to win this thing. Yeah, this is El Mas Grande. This is the biggest club in North America, possibly the Western Hemisphere. Well, They're gonna. Well, I don't think the Western. You Hemisphere. want to pump the brakes on that? Yeah, I mean, I Boca and River. Yeah, River? yeah, yeah. I think I think that'd be. 
No, I, I agree. That's why I said maybe. You know, I threw a qualifier in there. Uh-huh. Um, this team is good. They won't have Martinez. He's suspended for the second leg mm-hmm. on card accumulation. So Maybe is Zuparch, rich, though. Which is going to be tough. That boy, Bill, Bill Lomo will be or, probably getting the starting McGraw. spot. Bill Lomo will be getting <laughs> the starting spot. <laughs> I thought Zach looked all right. Side. No, right. yeah, no, Zach did look all right. But all right doesn't cut it. And Tui Loma you know is just I, more. You know experience. what? I like. I want. I like bringing on Zach McGraw in the 75th minute for our corners. How about that? Okay. I, Tui, Tui Loma was good in the air yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, Tui Loma was good in the air. Oh God, all of our center backs were good in the air. To be honest. Yeah, Except they for are. Super really. I think Zuper is probably the weakest. Wow, that's uh, MLS's bad. back tournament uh, game winner. I know. Dario I know. Zuparic. But like, think about our other center backs. I mean, Tui Loma is really good in the air. Mavial is oh. really good in the air. What are we talking about? Rollins. This is this dwarf. This match pales in comparison to the MLS's back tournament final. Oh Jesus! <laughs> what do you mean, bro? Playing playing against Nani? See, it's funny because that game I know was like a big game, but like it just didn't feel like that no, big it game. Didn't. At the time, it was a big game because like, we hadn't cool. played soccer. It was exciting, in like a long but it wasn't. Time. It didn't feel like as defining as this. It didn't feel like it meant as much. It didn't. Um, <laughs> Although, lest we forget again that that game got us here. It did. It did. That's what got us our CCL berth. So, but then by that logic, this is just the next step in evolution. How, how funny would that be if we get in the tournament based on the MLS's back tournament and then and go then on and win yeah. the whole thing? Yeah, no, and then uh, we win the Club World Cup. I was actually looking at the club. This little tangent. I was looking at the Club uh, World Cup. Yeah, and um. So the only teams to ever win it are from Europe and South America. Nice. And a European team has won the last like thirteen. Oh, fun. So uh, it's not been the uh, the it's North American like... teams have not been. And actually, God, even even the even the like I think Japan has done better than any North American team. Really? Yeah, because they've I hosted a lot. So they've got a lot of. Oh, I see. They've I gotten see. a lot of automatic bids. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, because the Asian team to qualify is usually like a Middle Eastern team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Japan has hosted it like like seven or eight years. Wow. So their top team has gotten a free hmm. entry like a lot. Anyways, um, I mean, I, I think we just need to throw the kitchen sink at this match. Yeah. Again, I think Mora will still start instead of Obobese. Obviously, Valeria will be out there. Don't expect Blanco to start. Maybe he gets a second half sub. Certainly don't. Again, like you can't be thrown into the fire like this to, to uh-huh. come back. If he was healthy enough to come back for this mat for the Club America match, we would have seen him in the doubt. This, yeah, this would have been like a warm up run for him. Yeah. Um. So Jimmy on the right, Dyron on the left, I guess. Uh, looked good last game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, Chara and um, sorry, Diego Chara and uh, Williamson as the holding. Yeah, I mid. think we see the same lineup. Um, Obviously, with the Tui only Loma main for, difference, yeah, yeah, being Tui Loma in for Zuparic, and um, I think we see Abobasi um, as a second half sub. Yep. I think that other than that, we see we'll see probably pretty similar. Yep. Probably but Jeff Ingle. Yeah. Uh, unless Steve is better, which I don't think he will be. Yeah. So. If, if uh, really no, he really has a, need, he has a longer. We term really injury, need uh, Steve or Jeff and Gold. If, if yeah, no, we there. we will not be throwing Hunter Sultan. <laughs> if Hunter Sultan there is going to be, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to expect from this match other than what we saw last time. Like, if we can manage the game well and just steal a goal, that's how the Mexican teams have been beating MLS teams in CCL. So why can't we do that? Yep, Honestly, yep. we just like, need one goal. We get one goal down there and. Except for Cruz Azul beating uh, Toronto, but killed them, yeah. But yeah, I mean that—that's what happened at the Monterey match. That's kind of what. Well, no, that's not really what happened against us. I—I I heard that uh, either Zivin or Smith on the Timbers broadcast said that the Timbers like outplayed America and were unlucky to concede a penalty, and it's like cap, 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 cap. That is, cap, cap. I. I thought we played well, but to say that like we got unlucky with the result, I think is uh Yeah. You should you, you've been doing some stretching, I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um so for America, I mean we expect pretty much the same lineup, I guess, uh, except they will have um Well they don't have, okay, so Martinez is their like normal number nine uh martin is their backup number nine but i'm pretty sure he's injured still 
So I think it'll be the youngin uh, Federico Vinas uh, coming in, who is, come on, load so I can see what age he is. 22, Uruguayan, lefty. Um, I hope he's the one who starts. Uh, he's He's been doing decent for them when he's had to start. Um, but in terms of like personnel and stuff, I think everything else will pretty much stay the same. I mean, I think no matter who they throw out there, it's safe to assume that they will be dangerous. Um, I made the mistake of assuming the opposite, that they would be missing too many guys last match to have a good game, but I was clearly proven wrong. Yeah, it's I. I don't even like. I don't know. I'm. I'm excited. I'm exactly. Really excited. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to speculate yeah. anything because it'll these, ruin these, the excitement. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to like get my hopes up or. I, I know it's like our job to like speculate about. But it's not our job. We're not getting paid for this. Yeah. What do you mean? Nobody's paying us. If you want to pay yeah, us, I was about to say, if anybody wants to pay us, let us um, know. We'll drop some Venmos. Yep. Maybe we'll set up a Patreon eventually. <laughs> uh, probably not. Yeah. If it was the reward tiers, we'll uh, we'll shout you out so you can. Uh, you know, gain, gain three Instagram followers. Hell yes. <laughs> um, all right, sweet. Yeah, again, I, like this is this is also why we don't do a lot of previews is because it's a lot easier to work with stuff that we already have in front of uh -huh. us rather than speculating. Um, it just kind of... I also just think yeah. it's more interesting to do game breakdowns. Let's throw a prediction, though. Do you think we will advance? Yes or no? Yes, I think it's going to be 7-0, honestly, if I have to choose. Shit, okay. Uh, I, um, I think... God, that, don't, that's don't what it boils down yeah, to. Don't make me. Don't. I. I don't want to. I don't want to say. I okay. think that it's going to yeah, be a I'm very sorry. exciting match. I don't even want to throw a prediction out there because, like, no, I uh, agree. I, I agree. like makes me nervous to like even yeah. make a prediction. I, I like. Ugh. All right, we'll just see what happens yeah, then. We'll what happens. Uh, that match is on Wednesday, May fifth. Oh, right, the Cinco de Mayo. Um, which, like, thank God, there are no fans in this game. Oh, man. We would we would be eaten alive the by the stadium, yeah. yeah. Uh, in in Azteca on Cinco de Mayo. Imagine Bonilla trying to keep it together with a uh, seventy thousand in the Azteca, screaming down on him. Yeah, no thanks. Um, I don't want my calendar on says <laughs> my calendar says this <laughs> matches the roast Bonilla for no reason. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> this match is at seven fifteen apparently according to my calendar, but I think that means seven thirty. Um, Matches on Fox Sports 1, so you should be able to watch it. I hope John Strong is on the call, although I don't have details on that. So, yeah, man, screw it. Let's let's go out there and do it. We need one, just one goal is all we need. Just one goal. Yep. So, yeah. All right. On behalf of uh, yourself and myself, this has been the Double Post Podcast, Double Post Podcast. episode 6. I think that was a great, concise episode, even though we went – our our seven it's so funny because every single time we say we either have a lot to talk about or not a lot to talk about and every single time it's the exact same like it just doesn't matter yeah don't even listen to what we say like at it, the beginning of the show we just don't, look at the episode we don't try right to make it a length like it's not like we're like oh we want to make this a good hour 10 like we just end up finishing at the same time every time yeah like no matter what no matter if we have anything to say or not it just happens yeah um some shameless plugs real quick before we go. If you're a college football fan or Oregon Ducks fan, check out uh, the Quacked Out podcast with Reed and I. Not Reese, Reed, yes, different, people. Different, different people. You do look similar, and your names are very similar. I have been told that. But you are different people, in fact, allegedly. Um, <laughs> never seen you two in the same room together, actually. Is that, hmm. is that, that, that doesn't seem... I feel like that's not true. No, it's definitely not true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Although I will say I'm I'm honored to be mistaken for Reed's very handsome man. Oh, wow. Um, Reed and I spent about three hours on playoff expansion talk the <laughs> other day, so if that's something that interests you, go check that out. Again, Quacked Out Podcast. Um, we are on Twitter at Double Post Pod. Uh, I post my previews and uh, recaps of that every of every match on there. Uh, that's on CascadiaSportsNet.com. Have an NBA podcast, Hoops Uber Alice, with some guys from there. It's a lot of fun. I think that's all I have to plug. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to plug. Okay. Um, Let's get out of here and me up on Snapchat. watch this Blazers. Watch oh. the Blazers <laughs> lose to the Celtics, probably. Yeah, sounds good. All right. All anyway, right. thanks for listening. Happy birthday, uh, Ethan Doss, and uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Go Timbers. That's our fault. I couldn't remember oh, what Jesus it was. Christ. Go Timbers. Go Timbers. <laughs>